Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, Denise Walker, and I am the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries and Hope in Christ Book Club. Let's open with a word of prayer and then we will begin today's show. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, once again for this time, for this show. Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Father, we pray, Lord God, that your will be done in our lives, all of you and none of us, oh God. We pray that you would speak through this podcast, this broadcast today, that we would hear through the message of worship in our giving. Father, I thank you for those that will hear it. And that we will obey your word of truth. In Jesus name. Amen. Again, welcome to today's show. Today, we will be talking about worship in our offering. I chose this topic today because in one of my journals, I was flipping through things that I had already studied and read. And I found the scripture on Cain from Genesis. And I often kind of ask God about that particular scripture because I would get confused sometimes. But as I dug a little bit deeper, I came to understand that it was a form of worship. So let's get started. Genesis 4, 3 through 5, and 6 and 7 are those scriptures that I will read. Genesis 4 and 3 through 5 says, In the course of time, Cain brought an offering to the Lord from the produce of the soil. And Abel, too, brought from the firstborn of his sheep, including their fat. And the Lord accepted Abel, and his offering, but did not accept Cain and his offering. Cain was very angry, and his face fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? Why do you look downcast? In other words, if you are doing what is good, shouldn't you hold your head up high? And if you're not doing what is good, sin is crouching at the door. It wants you, but you can rule over it. So when I was reading those particular scriptures, I noticed the um, actions of Cain and Abel. And Also, it kind of showed one of the first um, announcements of giving an offering, bringing an offering unto God, one of. And I started wondering, Cain brought an offering to the Lord. They both brought an offering. But Cain's was produce of the soil. And Abel's was the firstborn of his sheep, including the fat 
of the sheep. So when I started thinking about it, I wondered, hmm, what was in Cain's mind to just bring produce, like a banana, apple, from the soil? And then say it was his best. It's almost like he just grabbed something and say, here, let me offer this up to God. And it wasn't a sacrifice as Abel's was. So I began to wonder, hmm, this offering is a little bit more than just bringing something to God. And when we're doing tithe and when we're giving all offerings um, in church and not only that, when we, um, our time and um, our service unto God, what are we bringing? Are we just bringing anything like Cain? Or are we worshiping like Abel? So let's look at some scriptures. I looked up some scriptures about what exactly does the Bible mean about offering and bringing things unto God. So one that stood out is 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. And it says, each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, it says that we must give as we have decided in our hearts to give. And it says don't give reluctantly. In other words, if you don't want to give it and you're kind of reluctant about it, that's not what God wants. Or under compulsion. In other words, just compulsively. Sometimes when, when in church I've seen where they come up with these numbers. And um, if you have, and then each number that you're giving ends with maybe a five or a seven or things like that. Not not giving compulsively. Or God loves a cheerful giver. So we should be giving cheerfully. And from what's in our hearts to give. What we've decided to give. Now that could be um, an issue because that's what Cain had decided to give in his heart. And God didn't accept it. But it says we have to be cheerful givers. So what we're bringing to God, we have to be excited about it because he's God. He's God alone. There's a couple more. Luke 6 and 38, many of us are familiar with, and it says give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, press, press down, shake, shaking together, running over, will he put into your lap? And this is the English Standard Version. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So give, and God will give back to you. So we must give in good measure. Pressed down, shaking together, and running over. So we should be giving unto others with cheerful, cheerfully, um, making sure our motives are right. But giving as much as God places on our hearts to give. 
Now, this one is very, very important. This one is key. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. So hold on, hold on, hold on. It says with the first fruits of all your produce. But hold on, hold on, hold on. It says, in the course of time, let's go back to Genesis 4, 3 through 5. In the course of time, Cain brought an offering to the Lord from the produce of the soil. From the produce of the soil. It doesn't say his first fruits of his produce. He just brought some produce to offer to God because it was sound like he had to meet the requirement. So he met the requirement by bringing some produce. But he wasn't worshiping God in his giving. So we think about that when we think about Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord in our wealth. And I want to stay right there for a moment. In our wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. First fruits, from my understanding, is what's first there. So when we, and I even struggle sometimes with this, even though we don't necessarily see it, the first fruits of our paychecks, things like that, sometimes we have to remember also, first thing in the morning, get up and honor the Lord. I know I'm guilty. Sometimes I'm tired, I'm sleepy. Get up and give God worship. Bring our time to him. And again, I know I'm guilty because sometimes I'm exhausted from my job. And and that's where we begin to pray and say, God, give me direction even in that so that I can give you my best. The best that you've given me. It's not my best, but it's just borrowed what you gave to me. Another scripture that stood out to me is Mark 12, 41 through 44. And it, again, is in the English Standard Version. And it says, and he sat down opposite the treasury, talking about Jesus, and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had, to live on. I like the way it's read in the English Standard Version because it describes a form of worship. This widow walks in clearly with everything that she has and she wanted to give it because she knew. I didn't know her. We didn't know her. But it just says she's a widow. But she wanted God 
That's what it seems to me. She wanted God. And she had to trust him. Because that's all she had to live on. And what she had to live on equaled one penny. And she brought it and gave it. She gave with her heart. It goes back to that scripture of giving with our heart. God knows what's on the inside of us. He knew that our heart was desiring for God to make a way for her. But she was willing to give it all up. To give it all up. Have we done that before? Have we, oh, I gave my $100. It didn't put a dent in what I have given and what I have left. It didn't put a dent in it. I gave it. I met my obligation for today. What we give when there's nothing left but a morsel. Well, we trust God in those times. And I'm talking to myself as well. Will we trust God when we don't know where the money's going to come from? When we don't know where it's going to come from, we know that some way, somehow, God's going to make a way. And we go as a worship and offering unto him and say, God, here I am. Here I am. I need you. I've tried it on my own. I've done it all by myself. And it didn't work. So, Father, you are my creator. You are the one who designed me. You knew me before I was formed. You created the heavens and the earth according to Genesis 1. And the earth belongs to you and everyone that dwells in it. So I bring this to you. Because I can't do nothing with this. I trust you with my life. That's what this woman, I think, was saying from her heart. I must trust you with my life. Let's look at another scripture. In... Psalm 4 and 5, it says, Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There it is again. Whatever God is saying, bring to him. It's not that God needs what we have because he's God. He's eternal. He's majestic. He's holy. He's the one true and living God. He's the one that made it all. He spoke and things came to pass. He's God. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So he doesn't need what we're bringing. He doesn't need it. I'm talking to myself. He doesn't need what we're bringing. He wants to know, do we trust him? 
putting our trust in him. So are you in a situation where you don't know where the money's going to come from? If God said to walk away from a position that you know is just tearing you down, it's just, it's just, you can't focus on God because it's too much for you. Would you trust God when you don't know? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my car payment? Offer the right sacrifices, according to Psalm 4 and 5, and put your trust in him. His widow offered all she had. She had no other choice but to put her choice in God. Let's look at a few more. In Malachi 3 and 10, and everybody's familiar with this particular scripture. Malachi 3 and 10 says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. And thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. That's the English Standard Version. Bring the full tithe. Even when it doesn't seem like it's enough. Even when you feel like you're not going to have enough to pay your other bills, bring the tithe. We all have to trust God. He said, prove me, prove me, prove me. I'm going to show you who I am. I own a cattle on a thousand hills. I'm going to show you who I am. Just bring it. Just bring it. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Just bring an offering of worship. An offering of worship. And watch me. Watch what I'll do in your life. A couple more. Is the ultimate one. One of them is, is the ultimate one. John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. His only son. That whosoever believes in him. Should not perish. But have eternal life. Why should we offer. Worship. Give an offering of worship unto God. Because he gave the ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice. That who ever believes not some of the ones that believe not most of the ones that believe whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life in Christ Jesus
Let's do one more. And this one comes from Leviticus 27 and 30. And it says, every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Let me read that again. Leviticus 27 and 30. Every tithe, tenth, 10% of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. It is set apart. In this scripture and all the other scriptures that I've read, I ask myself about the tithe and the offering. And it's all about trust. It's all about will we trust God? Or will we continue to lean into our own understanding? Will we just we come bring worshiping with the right heart as the, the one scripture says? That our heart should be right and our desire to give to God. Cain's heart wasn't right towards God. If we go back to Genesis 4 and 3. And then his heart wasn't right towards his brother because he became jealous because he wasn't accepted. Because God knew his heart. God knew his heart. So these scriptures helped me to come to an understanding that the first fruit is a form of worship. As I said before, not only a form of worship, but faith in the true and living God, the creator of heavens and the earth, of my very being. It's a form of worship. The first fruits. Cain's relationship with God was not there as Abel's was. Abel trusted God. He brought him his best, knowing that the Lord, in exchange, would give him the provision. Everything that he needed. Therefore, I must, I'm talking about myself, I must honor God in my giving of my time, of my heart, of my money. I must trust God as God. We have to trust him because he is God. He's not like people. He's not going to talk about us. Here they come again asking for something. 
that needs some more money. He's not that kind of guy. He's not like man. He knows what we stand in the need of. He doesn't want us to give and trust others first. He doesn't want us to trust ourselves. He doesn't want us to lean into our own understanding and, and trusting in ourselves. Because we tried that and it doesn't work. It's, it has never worked. But it's a form of worship because we're trusting him. Because he's the only one that can do it. The tithe, the offering, our time, heart, all of it is a form of worship. All of it is truly remembering one thing God is our source. And that we must love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength. And we must not lean to our own understanding. We have played our own God for so long. And I said played because that's exactly, we we, we come as our own God. Or people as our own God. And people let us down. I know, I don't know about you, but I know for myself, people, human beings have let me down. But God has never let me down. I can remember times. It's not about the money. It's about our heart condition towards God. It's not about the money. I can remember times when we need it. And in the very second. God moved on our behalf. And, and, and we weren't even worthy for him to do that. But his mercy, his love for us showed through that. Therefore, we must worship him and love him and know that he won't do us like people. He won't treat us to throw us to the side. He didn't create us and place us here in his image and his likeness. To be his image bearer, to just throw us to the wolves and throw us to the side. He may not make it all right right then, but he is the source of our strength. Sometimes he's teaching us to trust him. Sometimes he's he He's growing things in us, the things of him. So we must be still and trust in him. Be still and trust in him. So we're going to worship God. And I give it. Truly worship him. We're not just talking about money. We're talking about our heart towards God. Then we don't say that it's the pastor that's trying to take our money. It's God trying to get something to us.
That's all it is. Let God deal with whatever may be going on, what what we think is going on with the pastors. But we forget that these church buildings have to be paid for. But we go and we pay for all this money for tickets for games and and all this other stuff. We don't think twice about it. But we question the church. God wants us to bring our true worship. The word of God says worship God in spirit and in truth. When we're giving, are we grieved? Are we hesitant? Are we reluctant? Or are we saying, God, I trust you. This belongs to you. This 10% belongs to you. I trust you. You've never failed me. You gave me the breath that I breathe every morning. I must trust you as my father. So I'm going to leave you with 2 Peter 3 and 9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any of us should perish, but that all of us should reach repentance. Why am I reading that? I know it's relating to our salvation and all those things. But we have to repent for how we treat God. We treat others better sometimes than God. We'll go and, and, and worship basketball players, football players, give our money to their jerseys, their shoes, and everything. But when it comes to God's offering, bringing our heart to him. Because we don't realize that our money, thank you, Lord, that money can be tied to our heart. And we can't love God in that money at the same time. So when we bring him what he deserves, we bring him what he requires We're saying that I don't worship this God. I worship you. And we must do that diligently every day of our life. Because he is the father. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Matthew 6 and 21. It's our treasure in ourselves, in our money, in our jobs, in our cars, in our houses. Or it's our treasure in God. The word goes on to say, don't lay up your treasures in this earth. But lay up your treasures in heaven. Let us worship God in our giving, in our heart. With everything that's in us, in spirit and in truth. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. And Father, we repent. I repent. And I pray that everyone that's listening repents. 
of our misgiving, our hardness of our heart, our trying to do it on our own, trying to make it on our own, trying to survive on our own, trying to make the decisions on our own, taking our tithe, the offering. Hey, that's a form of worship unto you for ourselves, God. Help us to get back in the line with you. Love you with everything in us. And allow you to move on our behalf. Help us to do your will and not our own. We love you, Father. We praise you. For you're the only true and living God. who's shown himself in the personage of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. And we give you glory and we give you honor. Let us worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening. And this week, let us worship in our giving, in our hearts, in every area of our being unto God who is the only true and living God the existing one from Genesis 1 Amen you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram the Hope in Christ Ministries Hope in Christ Book Club if you are a Christian author Christian children's author you can join us, join our group, our fellowship as we come together and assist each other. If you need someone to come out and do um, youth workshops, mentoring, or teaching biblical literacy, you can contact me at denise at hope-in-christ.com. That's denise at hope-in-christ.com. You can also purchase my first journal, which is also teaching um, biblical literacy. It's on the deity of Christ. And it is titled, Representing God, Taking a Healthy Look at the Holy One of Israel. It takes different scriptures on Christ's deity, and it breaks it down as if it was an English book where you answer questions, you do interactive lessons and activities, and at the end... Your youth will come into an understanding, or you, because I've had adults do it as well, will come into an understanding, a greater understanding of Christ, the true and living, the true and living God. Thank you for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise. Be blessed and continue to hope in Christ. <music>